Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Elena's so excited. <laughs> I can see the joy on her face. Yeah, that uh, that joy is what's going to bring us into this. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, we are into our month of uh, Halloween. I don't remember which version of this. I still do need to look that up. It's uh, Halloween. Halloween for the revenge. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, right. Halloween for Jason in space. Um, oh, God. I don't remember which Halloween that was. <laughs> That was a uh, ten, though, wasn't it? That was Jason. That yeah, was that was Halloween. That was 10. Jason X, Jason versus the Power Rangers set. Uh, it wasn't Power Rangers though. He, there was Jason goes to space though. No, but it was uh, the set that they used on Power Rangers. That's how fake. Like when he goes into space and crashes and stuff, it was paper mache. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's awesome. But I always remember like um, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. The sequel goes to space, and they really? never made the movie. And I really want to see that movie. It was I. You never read the book Charlie and the Great Glass oh, yeah. Elevator? Yeah, he totally goes into space. The elevator blasts out of the chocolate factory and keeps flying in a flies to a space hotel in the sky. Oh, like uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, but it literally (laughs) goes to a space hotel where there are aliens and other stuff dealing with, and that's uh, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Like you do. Yeah, and then his aunt gets super, super, super young and super, super, super old. Her grandma does. Mm -hmm. I'm also just noticing that Todd changed the pictures behind his head. Recorded two days in a row, and Todd changed the pictures behind his head. Did you expect anyone to catch that, Todd? I did. I change them every time, man. Every time we record. Every time. For every episode? Did just you change the midday about. yesterday? I changed them five minutes before we started. Actually, what's funny enough for this is I just flipped the two. It's the same photos. Uh, okay. Switch positions. The Batman has a glare on it, so I can't see it that, as well. So that's... Yeah, I know. See? Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah, that is the same one. Okay. So anyway, all shit that yeah, probably get cut out. But it's always different, you guys. <laughs> it's always different. As Lena shakes her head at us, the beginning of another episode draws to a beginning. Uh, <laughs> Welcome and good night. <laughs> Everything that matters. Spring <laughs> training once again. Just getting back in the flow of it. Uh, but hey, we have all four of us with us again. We have Lena nodding in disbelief at our stupidity. Yeah. Adam yeah. reveling in our stupidity. Todd, our stupidity, and me, the cat herder. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I have a really, a really funny story. So you know how Lena and I do listen to the episodes because mm-hmm. one, like it's hanging out with you guys, and I get. Yeah. Enjoy that and two quality check. So I had an episode on last earlier last week, and we get in the car with my boss and, my, and Maya, and we're going to lunch, and all of a sudden, like it just skips right into the podcast, and I was like, ah, fuck, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> my boss was like, what was that? I was like, that's my podcast. It's like you are so narcissistic that you want to listen to the sound <laughs> of your own voice. Yes. And he keeps on bringing it up. Like we were hanging out with some other managers today. And he's like, I learned something about Adam the other day. He is so narcissistic. I'm like, oh my God. But then the one manager was like, oh, it's for your podcast, right? It was quality check. I'm like, exactly. He's like, yeah. well, if I recorded a podcast, I would listen to myself. So. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's 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 now legendary that, uh, that I am narcissistic because I listen to my own podcast. Well, we record so far in the future, like far, like we've, yeah. we schedule so much ahead that like I listen to it just to make sure that... If people ask me about it, then I'm like, what? Yeah. Like what? it happened with Sasquatch when he listened to one episode yeah. and he was like, I didn't know you smoked weed. And I was like, <laughs> what did I say on this episode? <laughs> well, and he knows. I've been listening to every episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he knows. And we talked about it, but it's one of those things where he's latched on and will forever give me shit about it. Cause yeah, that's why I love him so much. It's one of the many reasons, but he just does it because he wants to see me turn red. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, I found it 
amusing. There is now a, um, in this, I live in Bountiful, Utah, people. There is now a cannabis medical dispensary Ooh, in Bountiful, wow. Utah. And that place is hopping. I'm sure. It is right next to the Costco. And sometimes I can't tell which parking lot is busier. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand, though. Get your weed, go to Costco, stock up on munchies. Right. You're ready so to you rock. need a medical card. I don't have a medical card. So, I yeah. mean, I can legally yeah, get one. So, yeah. There you go. But all the gummies and tinctures and all the other stuff that you possibly want. At least Utah had the thing where it's like, if you've been legally prescribed it and you fail a drug test at work, they can't, they have to feel like any other medication. Yeah. I mean, technically speaking in California, I could have done the same thing, but because of the way I work, there's certain positions that you can't do anymore. Certain um, responsibilities that I have that um, I would not be able to do anymore because I would technically be able to be inebriated in theory. So Mm. Um, that would be part of the problem. I mean, it's kind of a backhoe work for you. I, no, that would actually probably be worse. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to do backhoe work, but uh, yeah, I mean, anyway. The fact I that I can close the entire joint, uh, that becomes a bit of a problem that I have the magic button that will say, go the fuck home to everybody. That's where they're concerned. So, so was closing yeah, the joint a double entendre? No, but we'll go with it. Okay. So, uh, at least not intended. <laughs> so, uh, crossed. 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 Uh, have you ever wondered what it would be like to read a zombie book where everyone is fucking horrible? horrible and you wish that you were dead as well well we have crossed for you Uh, so Adam, what is our uh, cocktail for this week? So I've got it, but really fast, uh, Landon, just, you know, in, cons- in consolation to you is that I've been trying to get them to do this book for years. So if they would have said yes, four years ago, you would not have had to been subjected to this. But, uh, anyways, uh, this week's drink is called Bloodborne. You're going to take an ice filled shaker. You're going to add in one ounce of dry gin, one ounce of green chartreuse, one ounce of Luxardo cherry liqueur, and one ounce of lime juice. You shake the shit out of it. You strain into an ice filled glass and you also garnish with a lime wheel and a Luxardo cherry. Nice. Luxardo? Nice. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, I have a drinking game rule. I think everyone else's might be similar. Um, so I'm just going to say it up front. And then if you have a different one, that's fine. My drinking game rule is called, Really, Adam? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and every time you're reading this book and you find yourself going, Adam recommended this. Really, Adam? You you really recommended this. You wanted a, a horror book. <laughs> I have a different one. Okay. Lena, right. what's yours? Oh, I like Lena's. I think I know what hers is. He needs Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> time you get to a page and you go garth ennis needs jesus yeah take a drink uh small sips small sips because it's basically the whole fucking book yeah i am i have thoughts but but (laughs) we'll see if anybody else has drinking it uh i do i have one called uh do you kiss your mother with that mouth uh every time the crossed in the red writing say something horrible and disgusting so not when they're laughing but when they're like horse cock or horrible things like that so pretty much anytime you see red lettering practice almost yeah yeah small sips small sips todd do you have one you guys pretty much took it but we can go ahead with um, the uh the red face or the red cross face every time you see a red cross face just take a drink it's it's part of all of it it's part of all of it because this is rough i keep trying to decide what is the most gruesome and i can't decide what was like oh this was the most gruesome scene i can't get there i mean like i remember just like there's like name a on-screen movie killing or death that like forever sticks in your brain and i'm like oh it's american history x Mm -hmm. that's easy that's the most gruesome you don't even see it and it's the most gruesome and in this there's about five different ones and you're like is that the worst thing i've seen in this hour i'm not sure if it's the worst but it's like top five worst yeah Um, that salt circle was definitely Mm -hmm. that's the scene that always comes back to me we were talking about it before you two hopped on all right okay lana you have thoughts he needs jesus (laughs) yeah 
Okay. I just, I, well, first off, the first thing I texted everyone was he needs therapy. Mm. And, um, and, and then Adam, I think for the last episode had looked up his, his picture and said that he looked very different than what he expected. Mm -hmm. And it's always the quiet ones you have to worry about. Um, This was rough. This was rough. I mean, Sasquatch asked me last night when I, after I was done reading it or like it was because the book is sitting on our coffee table and he was like, so do you think I'd like any of these books? He's like, do not read this one. (laughs) And he was like, like, really? And I'm like, do not read. I'm like, no. And I opened one page. I just randomly picked a page and I showed him and he was like, oh my God. And I went, yeah, exactly. It's why you don't want to read this one. And he was like, yeah, okay. How are you doing? And I was like, he needs Jesus. Yeah. Um, We we see Lena a week from now and she's joined a convent. (laughs) (laughs) And every time she touched the holy water where she read the book, her hands burn. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, It's always the quiet ones you have to be worried. You have to be worried about. It's just, there's always something off with them. And this is no exception. I can understand, Adam, why the guys didn't want to read this before. <laughs> well, Todd, you read it before, right? I had read it before, I have too. Read it okay. before. Yes, we have read it before. He's like, oh, you want to do this again? I'm like, mm. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I completely understand. Um, The one thing I did like was that the dog that was in it uh, did not die and, yeah. and lasted yes. and, and kind yes. of walked off into the sunset with the main dude and the chick, whatever her name was. Um, but the kids didn't make it. I know. Well, the scene where they killed the kids, that was rough. Um, and then the scene where she just had to blow her son's head off, that was really rough too. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I don't know what's worse. Uh, the the and the salt circle thing. I just that guy just makes me think of all these anti vaxxers that are taking sure. sheep and horse medication and don't be some guy just take sheep medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some of, guy like shit his pants in Walmart and was like bitching about it on Instagram or something like that. It just it's that kind of thing that I was like, nah, I don't feel bad that you guys get caught. However, um, I think the the it, the the premise of the books are interesting, right? There's a virus that hit don't really know what's happening it's it's affecting everyone in slightly same and different way um barely sexual and all and most of what i've noticed um sure. which was very strange uh but i guess when you are just going with your id and letting that run everything you just kind of let it go um i think the premise is really interesting but mm-hmm. it is more graphic than it needs to be mm-hmm. it was it is just i it, I don't think it adds to anything. You could have cut out some of the gratuity or like some of the, the, um, the like the extreme. Yeah. Over the top. You could have cut some of that down. You could have made it so that it wasn't as like crazy, but, uh, and, and it, I don't think it would have taken away from the story, which is why I say that Garth Ennis needs Jesus because this is like, dude, what? Maybe this keeps him from being a serial killer. Like it, it just, it's those, kinds of things that you're like i mean i hope this is like your outlet and this is how you're not going around and just like raping and pillaging and everything but like holy fuck man i mean reading this going like oh eli roth really kind of held back when it came to his hostile movies (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) well then you got eli roth's movies are tame i've got the book for you yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, it's funny because uh, we've talked before about the the most intense, quote unquote, uh, horror movie of all time. It's called Serbian Film. And I watched it on a, kind of a dare, my buddy Brooks and I. And the whole time we're like, really? This is it? Because it was so over the top, but poorly done that it was uh, like, really? That's like, there's a very, very disturbing scene with a baby. And it's very obviously a cabbage patch doll. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how, you know, and even like the, the, the big climax where everything was going crazy. Like there's a scene where we just busted up laughing because we're like, that is, and that was the only reaction we got from the whole entire movie. So I was texting him about because he's really into comics now and i was like hey we're doing sure. this book he's like and it's a horror book that you would like because that's <laughs> loves that kind of stuff he's like well what is it i was like it's like if the movie the crazies was rated x and it was as graphic as serbian film and even more so but actually a decent story he's like oh i should read that then so so he's at you're least a terrible friend you're a terrible <laughs> i know terrible what brooks friend. likes so i know he will read that and he will be texting me i, I sent him some of the because when they did this book and the individual issues they have many variants and they always had the torture cover which was like bagged like it was porno mm-hmm. and i sent him one of the torture covers and he's like oh i do want to read this now so maybe he's more fucked up than all of us combined so yeah when i bought maybe. this book at the comic shop it actually wasn't a bag like it was like sort of like you could not open it and preview it and like flip through it you had to like almost like buying porn i guess like you, it was that way uh but your serbian film connection kind of makes me think i have this theory about this book but some of garth Ennis' book in general the serbian film to you was like not really that bad because it was unrealistic and like i think garth Ennis does have an interesting story here but it's like part of what makes the walking dead work is that you're interested in the survivors but the zombie horrors is not so overwhelming that you don't trust the writer and i feel like when you don't trust the story the, the, like the storyteller you don't want to go with them on the journey and so therefore you automatically distance yourself and i feel like that takes away from your desire to like keep reading the story or even giving a shit about the characters because you're like well this author is going to do something fucked up to all these characters so i don't really want to get invested because you know they're all going to get fucking tortured and so i feel like i i kind of understand what Garth Ennis is kind of doing with sort of like this extreme thing but I also think overall it might undercut his storytelling um, is sort of my my theory on on this book and some of the other things that we've read that he does because um, like here's the truth for the boys that's the thing I want to go back and reread the boys because I liked the boys um, I read all of them like I, I bought the what 12th volume when it first came out um, mm-hmm. like I really like that book so I, I don't know um, I I am willing to be wrong on it but it's been probably a decade since I've read it so um, you're in the timeline of crossed and the boys and all those other things like was this the first thing he's done was i, this... I think oh. preacher was the first real oh, big preacher. thing he did yeah and he did a huge run on punisher max mm-hmm. he's really well known for he um did a big run on hellblazer in the yep. 90s mm-hmm. so this is a guy that has he, he's um, been around for a bit um, i bet i would not be surprised if he's put out a thousand issues of comics oh easily easily yeah so yeah this guy is and he's still working to He's quite busy. He's not at the big two anymore, but he's quite busy. One of my favorite stories he's done recently was called Sarah, and it's about um, Soviet snipers during World War II. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. So, but yeah, is it so gratuitous? Is it, yeah, your very thing is, are you not invested in the story because it's too much? That could be an interesting case because you're looking at this, and I was also thinking of a comparison of this as the genres of Walking Dead, but another popular novel that came out a little while ago was um, The Girl with All the Gifts and that was a movie as well mm-hmm. and that was a uh, fungus that turned people into zombies and if you got any of the um, fungus introduced into your bloodstream by saliva or bite or anything you became a zombie as well 
And that was actually written by M.R. Carey or Mike Carey. And Mike Carey also did Hellblazer and The Unwritten and Lucifer and a bunch of other stories, too. Unwritten is it, an interesting book, but very different than a zombie book, for sure. Right. But another guy that's written a whole bunch of stuff here. But the general genre is there's this virus or this unknown thing that causes people to stop being themselves because they're completely overridden by this thing with this desire to um, replicate itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think of all the gross and disgusting things, the one that really got me to go, ooh, was the Limp Bizkit mm-hmm. event in the middle of it all, where they had the bowl with all the bullets you figured out, and they were ejaculating all over the bullets then putting it into their guns, so when they shot someone, it would infect them with the virus. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of clever in a disgusting way. <laughs> You know, it's like, do I hand off to the author to going, hey, that's not a bad way to get that going, because you could do it in a lot of different ways, but he's like, oh, I want to accomplish this, but gross. You win. Thank you. And it's, um, but it was so over the top. There's a scene where they're executing children, because that's what needs to be done. Someone executes their own child. You've got people jumping out of airplanes, and they're just kind of bursting into big red puddles when they hit the ground, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And you see the plane flying overhead. I'm like, they're just jumping out. Wow kind of a thing and it's it's gross enough if you're thinking about what's happening it pulls you out of the story repeatedly yeah. mm-hmm. so is the story engrossing the story is gross and it keeps <laughs> pushing me back out okay and then yeah. i start clogging back into it again yeah so the challenge with the narrative is it got i think brian put it it got in its own way mm. and i go back to american history x it's like what's the most memorable death scene oh it's the curb stomp because you hear it but you don't see it and you see everything up to it but you don't actually see it and not seeing it was worse but terribly engrossing this it's just all right there and you're like oh and (laughs) you're like oh well let's keep going but you're still like bothered by what you saw before and you're just not going back in it again so that's there how many trades of this is there adam Uh, i ran for ran for a decently long time i know there's at least three trades plus there's a bunch of individual issues uh they did uh a spinoff with alan moore i think it was like a hundred years later or something like that which was god awful because he tried to make up this new language and wrote it in the new language and it was stupid and then they uh because jason burroughs did the art and he might be more fucked up Uh than garth ennis because he drew it all uh he came back. He also did Neonomicon and Providence. Yes. Yeah, I noticed that the art was similar to Neonomicon, which is not a. So, uh, and this is the same publisher, by the way. And this publisher is also owned by the company that owns the Bleeding Cool website, FYI. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know people involved yeah. with that site. Yes, we do. Yes. Hi, Caitlin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hi, Caitlin. Uh, and then uh, they did a, a new one, which was kind of the same timeline as this one, but it took place in the UK where Prince Harry was one of the survivors and was kind of leading oh. the troop through everything. Everything, but at least he's at least that Harry's doing something interesting with his life. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> that's the petty hill that I'll die on. I I love the Brits and everything. The way that, I, lo- I love Harry, so you can. I love the Las Vegas Harry. This reformed Harry, I'm not so inclined to feel this holier than thou. Because he seems to be a bit like the prodigal son that became holier than thou. And you're just like, everyone's been mean to me. And that's why it's no good. I was like, my life's been so hard because everything's been handed to me. And that's hard. Well, because we I all can know see his. Elena ready to reach through her screen I and strangle him. I don't know if we see him the same. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a lot completely of it, 
is, well, I agree. Everything's been handed to him. And by the way, if you want to watch that version of the, what you're talking about, you should watch The Prince on HBO Max. <laughs> I laughed through the whole thing. And people got very hilarious. upset about it because they made fun of the, the royals. But shit was hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think that, you know, when your mother dies at such a young age and the question is whether or not your other family members were behind it. And then you start to see the same friends happening with the woman you decided to marry and have children with. I don't know that. Sure. I get that there. So side note here is um, I've got older siblings, but my uh, older sister always, um, I lost my mother at the same age that they did. So, and I have a younger brother as well. So she always kind of thought of me and my brother as William and Harry and how we're uh, dealing with our life. So yeah, there was and I look, look more like thing. William than I do Harry. Yeah. Your, your sister though, like she was out of the country when all that happened. And so she sort of came I, back two years later, sort of expecting everyone to still be in mourning and they had processed oh, yeah. and moved on for two years. Oh, yeah. And she was upset. Like she could not figure oh, out yeah. what the hell was going on. It was a, it was a very interesting psychological uh, experiment it's, to see. She is, um, it, um, yeah. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. No, anyway, no, but- it, I am a William and Harry. So, um, you say it's like, Oh, look at these boys and everything is, um, someone <laughs> thinks of me as Prince William. And I'm like, well, that's hilarious. <laughs> You're just as pretty Todd. You're well, just but, as but that said, that's uh, a low bar for William. You I'd should rather take watch care. the Prince. Uh, it's only like an episode. Yeah, Orlando like Bloom is great. Yes. And I saw a whole thing. It's like Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry were friends with Harry and Megan. And then they were all mm-hmm. offended that Orlando did this. He's like, I did it before I met you guys. Not only that, but I also think the one thing that I do love about it is that people, especially in the UK, were all up in arms because they were like, he's he's bullying Prince George. And I or right, isn't that the little one? The the next one in line? Yeah, that's William's kid. William, yeah, yeah. William's William's first kid. Yeah. And um the thing is is that the guy that created it has been running this Instagram for years. Mm about like little George being a little prima donna and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's basically like Stewie, but not as not as Charming. maniacal. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like <laughs> he wants to like he knows he's gonna be king and he just wants to be like everyone likes him and he's mm-hmm. like the best at everything. And um so the whole thing is really funny. But yeah, it's total side tangent. But yeah, should we should watch it. It's only the ten episodes. I don't think it'll come back for a second season because it got a lot of there's a lot of controversy around it, but it is fucking hilarious. Well, yeah. we also have the whole thing about the fact that, uh, you know, Prince Harry looks nothing like his father, Prince Charles. But that's a different story. He takes after his mother. In mo- yeah, sure. Well, let's go with that one. Yeah. And the tent, what was it? The tennis instructor or whatever? Look, he looks <laughs> identical to. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I-, I seriously doubt that they've done an ancestry.com DNA test on him. So, yeah, I don't think they will. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they know the answer and I'm sure they're not going to tell anybody. No. And my guess is that's probably why they always will sacrifice Harry. For anything with William, mm-hmm. one because William's going to be king, and two, and he's I don't got think three heirs. So all of a sudden, Harry went from like fourth in line to ninth. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Adam, why'd you drag us through this mud? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your turn. The fan. Your you did this brother. to me on purpose, Adam. <laughs> no, I did it to you because no one else would do it before you joined the podcast. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing: is we've talked about we've done a lot of scary books for October and for Halloween month uh-huh. for many years at all, and I was like, this is like probably the the scariest. Like this book is giving me nightmares uh the scariest most intense book i've ever read so that's why i said oh it's a perfect book for all of this and that's why i've been pushing it because i do think that if we're talking to people about we want a horror book this this is probably the most horrific book i've ever read hands it down there, there, yeah there's 
there's I, I've yet to see a book that even comes close. Uh, we talk about Neonomicon a lot, but it, I mean, at least with this one, like like Lena, like you said, there was there's an idea and a story behind it. Neonomicon didn't have that, and I yeah, I I think like, that's kind of why this is like gross. Neonomicon just made you feel disgusting. Like there's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay, sorry, continue. So I, I think the the one thing that really I remember because I was I'll never forget I was in uh, my comics before it shut down, and uh, Kylie, the guy who was was one of the guys who worked there, ran the big shiny podcast. I was like, hey, I'm getting back into comics again because uh, you know Scott Pilgrim had come out, and so I was trying to get into things. He's like, have you read this book? I'm like, well, I've never even heard of this book. He's like, hey, it's really fucked up and horrible. Uh, so keep that in mind that it's very very difficult to read. He's like, but I like the idea behind it, the story. So I picked it up, and then I was like, oh my god, this is really fucked up and horrible. But again, the whole thing behind it was kind of in the, the Walking Dead thing that the you know the, the Walking Dead isn't about the zombies; it's about the people who are left behind. And this kind of combined that with the fact that okay, so what if zombies were the most fucked up version of humans you could possibly have and looking at it, you're like well knowing some of history and what we know about all this stuff that we've all done is like is this the worst thing humans have ever actually done because i can guarantee you it hasn't if you just go back to like roman times and everything else but all the ways the horrible ways they would torture and kill people um, i can't remember what it's called when they would like put you in a boat and make you drink honey until you puked and then you get eaten alive by bugs in the swamp i mean oh that's awesome yeah we came up with that that's that was something that we did uh oh and, and of course they feed you so much honey you'd shit yourself so that was another part of the fun of being eaten alive by bugs so when they interviewed garth ennis about kind of his thoughts behind this it was that's where he kind of came from he's like as horrible as this is and he's like i'm not going to tell you what meaning you should get out of it there's no like hey this is my point he was just like i thought about all the fucked up horrible things humans have done and what if we just put that into a comic and that's kind of where his idea came from and then we going into so you got these survivors and none of them are really good people i mean the one guy was a was a child molester killer who they take care of in their own way so there was some morals there but at the same time it was came down to is it what do we need to do to survive do we need to bring more people along who could possibly bring us down and it, it presents the moral quandary of if you know if you were in this situation what would you do and I, i've talked with other people about different situations actually recently which is kind of funny because it was like what if you're in this situation like you know we've got people who are very staunch anti they're anti-choice right they're like you should never have an abortion and then some people like that have been put in a situation where it's like well shit i got pregnant i didn't expect it and now it's like if i have this kid right now or people find out that i'm pregnant it will ruin my life so what decision do i make now and i've talked to multiple people actually who kind of changed their mind and uh they ended up actually not getting pregnant but they they sat down like hey i used to think this way a lot and then life presented itself in a way i couldn't expect and now it's like if i had been pregnant would i have made this decision that i thought was completely wrong because i didn't understand what how to go through that and that's and, and the idea of how you choose to you know, have an abortion or not is very very far away from where this book goes uh so i think as much as the the gross out factor of what the cross were doing and how truly horrific it was uh can coincide with what humanity has done to themselves and other and uh, your creatures and stuff in the past what i found more interesting was was how the characters related to it and how they were doing what they could to survive and then the moral choices they made because i'm very very good about putting myself in someone's shoes like in a story or in a movie and some things make me wonder like what i have done what they did i mean yeah they they killed all those kids and they you know brutally murdered them i mean they did it as painless as possible but if i was in a situation where like let's say we got invaded by giant robot lizards from antarctica and we had to do whatever we could to survive if there was something in place where i was like i have to make a decision to save my life and people i care about's lives over someone else and i had to do something horrible to make that happen would i do it and i think 
I would. If I was in, if you were in a thing where it was all of us, your significant others, uh, Aria, Clark, and it's like, well, if we let this person come with us, we're probably going to die or we can kill them and give them a merciful death so they don't get raped by cannibals. What decision would I make? And I would put myself, I would put you guys and the people I care about first. So that's the part of the story I found really interesting. The the gross and the zombie and everything else that's all around it. I mean, yeah, that was there for the shock value. And again, that's why I did recommend it for this, for Halloween month, because it is that extreme, like, oh my God, like carry each other to read it kind of thing. But I did find the actual interpersonal um, relationships very, very interesting as far as in an extreme situation, the most extreme situation we've ever seen in a comic book. Could you relate with these people? And I don't know, that's that's actually why I really, really enjoy the story. The whole gross things. I mean, yeah, we've I play Mortal Kombat. I, I've probably seen worse things than Mortal Kombat almost. Uh, but I don't know. That, that's really why I like it a lot. I think it's a good story and very well done and very well told. And for the gore hounds, you've got all the excess, you know, surround yourself in salt and get ripped apart kind of stuff. Though. Okay. So did I, mean, I defend myself? I well? think you did a decent defense. <laughs> the, the whole thing, honestly, Adam, is that the shock value of the gore just didn't add anything. It, I think it took away from the really good story or what could have been a really good story um, just because he wanted to make it gross. I, I That was kind of the point I was going to make is that like it, it, it's there's a very specific audience that can appreciate this book. And I think it's, mm, it's me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very narrow because of aspects that aren't necessarily comp- like, it, it, I don't know. I think uh, from a marketing standpoint, like you shoot yourself in the foot a little bit here where it's like, you have a good story told by a writer who can be talented. We haven't seen necessarily that on this podcast in particular. So Elena won't believe us. Well, we, but, did, we did preacher. Uh, she wasn't on the show at that point. Not with Elena. Oh, not with Elena. No, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. I think that that I think from that it's like you kind of are shooting yourself in the foot just ever so slightly. Actually, no, not so slightly. You're you're blowing your damn foot off. But um, <laughs> which happens in this book, so that's true. That's yeah. very true. So well, cool. Anybody else have anything else they want to add? No, no. I've said he needs Jesus enough. Yeah. I still stand by it though. Okay. He needs Jesus. Well, then he if you want to give your demons, <laughs> if you want to give your grade in how many Jesuses he needs, you can. Oh, uh, I'll let you think about that for a second. Uh, Todd, what is your grade? You know, I'm gonna give this a it's. I don't want to read it again. And so part of the grade is how well was it done? And as Adam was saying, it's like, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm not trying to say what you get out of it, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there. It's, um, there is a plot line. Uh, the art is consistent, right? Because we've read how many books where the art gets janky and it bounces back and forth and yeah. everything else there. So I can't, it's, um, subject matter is gross, but it's, it's also a bit interesting with this art. It, it is, um, it's gross it's thing but it's not incredibly as detailed as it is it's not kind of mm-hmm. so I want to give it a C plus okay because I'm very mixed about it but I'm like what's wrong with this book it's gross and it's horrible but it's exactly what it's set out to be and so it's like a C plus B minus because it achieved what it was going for and whether or not it's like oh I want to read this again and again but it's um it's cohesive it's consistent and it's um it's got all the things I mean if it was an assignment of turn in this graphic novel or the story of this first part of this volume it hits every checkbox so 
B minus. Giving it a B minus. There we go. Okay. Uh, Lena. I don't like myself for that. Uh, well, unfortunately, Todd, I kind of agree with you. Um, <laughs> I am not a fan. I still think Garth Ennis needs Jesus. And who was the... the um, Jason Burroughs. He also needs Jesus. Uh, they, <laughs> The fact that the, the way that it was done is very gross. I will never read it again. It will... It may not even stay on my shelves with the other um, minimal <laughs> graphic novels that I have in person. Um, but with that said, it did what it meant to do. It it did give you kind of a walk off in the into the sunset, and they hold hands with the dog, and it's very kind of romantic, which was a little weird. Um, right. So I think that what his what the goal was for the book is what it what we got, which you know kudos to them i guess um but i wouldn't recommend anyone to read it so i'm gonna <laughs> say b yeah, i'm gonna say c plus <laughs> doesn't uh, want to cross that line yeah <laughs> <laughs> the line of salt for you is the c plus b minus line yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a C just because I feel like mm. it, it trips itself up too much. Like, I think that there is okay. some quality work, but even doing quality work at the detriment of the whole takes down everything. Uh, it's kind of like I've, I've seen shows where, like, the one designer is doing brilliant work, but is completely out of phase with everything else in the production. And so, therefore, even though it's great work, it actually detracts from the overall whole of the piece. And I feel like, mm. yes, there is some decent art here. Yes, there is some decent story here. But there are also elements that are pulling away from it and, and taking away from the overall experience. Um, so that's uh, that's where I'm looking at it, Mr. Adam. So the, the interesting thing about this book is that, like I said, I, I got into it because it was extreme horror, and that's what I was promised. And I actually did go on to read quite a bunch of them. You need Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and I changed, I changed what I was saying. Adam, I think you may need Jesus. <laughs> no, but I because I, I did enjoy the stories behind it, the interconnected stuff. Uh, and did it set out and do what it's meant to do? Yes, and I think there's someplace somewhere there's the guy who uh, Brian <laughs> Brett Easton Ellis is reading this and probably masturbating because mm -hmm. uh, he's that horrible of a person. Yeah. So I, I, honestly, yeah. I'm giving it an A minus. Uh, okay. I recommend it for a reason. I think it is very well done. It does accomplish what it wants to do. There's a lot more to it than just the gross out stuff. And some of the stuff, honestly, was it was realistic, but also like Todd you said with the art, like almost cartoony. So again, I, I've seen worse things in some Mortal Kombat fatalities. Uh, so someone who trades on that maybe wasn't quite as affected. That being said, it did really disturb me in a lot of ways. Uh, but I think right. there's a decent discussion to have had out of it to where, yeah, there is a lot of gross shit happening. And I will agree with Lena. There's a lot of it over the top. And maybe you could have done some things off camera, like Todd with the, the, the scene in American History X. Like you didn't need to see it. Same thing with the cutting off the ear in Reservoir Dogs. You never see it, but you know, mm -hmm. it's there. Uh, so I do think there could have been some, there could have been some restraint there. But if the idea was to go balls to the wall horror and see what we can get, get out guy within a comic book, I think they did succeed at that. So I don't know. I think there's stuff there for everyone. I think a lot of people are going to read it just for the gore and miss out on a lot of the nuance in the pages because there's a couple of books where there, nothing happens but dialogue so yeah fun for the whole family uh so <laughs> next week <laughs> next week we're gonna read hero gasm we are re Elena. yeah no we're not doing that either uh we're going to be reading <laughs> marvel zombies a early zombie book for robert by robert kirkman i think he actually wrote this before he started the walking dead um if i remember and uh, a young sean phillips uh adds some art to this book uh which is also they both interesting got better. they both got a lot better yeah they definitely did uh That's but review quick 
quick review. Yeah. They both got better. They did. They did. Uh, so anyway, so that'll do it uh, for uh, for this week. Also, um, while we were going through stuff, I happened to stumble across a note on my computer that has a bunch of weird random quotes from early episodes of this show. And I found oh God, one that I listened to those. Oh, uh, Jesus. No, I, I, I wrote those down because I had to edit them. Um, one of the ones <laughs> I, uh, I I love that is actually on here. And we're going to go out on this one just for you, Lana. Somewhere at some point in time, someone said Bigfoot erotica. So <laughs> that's on the list. I don't know why. I have no context. Did you get Elena to blush? I think a little bit. You so. know, well, when you're doing Sasquatch, this is what happens. Yeah, it's definitely what happens. So anyway, have a great week. Enjoy your Bigfoot erotica. And we will see you all later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. They can't see that head shake on the uh, on the podcast, Lana. No, and you know what? I, I just they can probably hear it at this point. They probably they hear can, it. Yeah. They can hear it. That I'm nodding. We need to get jingly like, earrings so it just you? sort of sounds like a tambourine as you uh, shake your head. <laughs> That'd be a great idea. I also kind of want to go back and make Q read this and see which book ruined comics for more. This or the pro. Yeah, you. <laughs> he was have... so offended by the pro. <laughs> so bad.